Welcome to today's episode of World Encounter with Dr. Abiodun. Dr. Charles Abiodun is speaking on the blessings of holiness. May you be blessed as you listen. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for another opportunity, another privilege to come before you and receive your word. Pray today for every of my listeners, our Lord, you will give everyone spirit to receive that you which you have for every one of them today. And as you receive your word, Lord, by faith, it will produce that which you desire in everyone, that your name be glorified. I pray, Lord God, that that which every one of my listeners will receive today will add value to their work with you and make them to fulfill destiny in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, breathe upon your word and let it do the work of ministry. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Today, I'm speaking on the blessings of holiness. The blessings of holiness. And our text is taken from Romans chapter 6, verse 22. Romans chapter 6, verse 22. I read, But now, having been set free from sin, and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness, and the end, everlasting life. The blessings of holiness. What is holiness? Holiness, we all agree, is to be holy. And that's moral and ethical wholeness or perfection. It's freedom from moral evil. Holiness is one of the essential elements of God's nature, required of his people. Holiness may also be rendered as sanctification or godliness because the original Hebrew word for holy denotes that which is sanctified or set apart for divine service. Holiness is a state of being perfect or flawless. It is a state of having the mind of God. And what is blessing? Blessing is the act of declaring or wishing favor and goodness upon another. It is not just the good effects of words, but also the power to bring the words to pass. God blesses people by giving life, riches, fruitfulness, or abundance. His greatest blessing is turning us from evil and forgiving our sins. Blessing is some kind of divine or supernatural aid or reward. So when we're talking about the blessings of holiness, what we're saying in essence is divine reward or approval that comes by living a perfect and flawless life. It's also the divine reward that comes by having the mind of Christ and acting like Christ in all situations. Now, for us to have a good understanding of what holiness is, it may be wise for us to look at what holiness is not. Because sometimes we understand what a thing is by knowing what it is not. And we understand from scriptures that the works of the flesh are not holiness. Galatians 5 
verse 19 to verse 21, gives us an insight into what the works of the flesh are. It says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, reveries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So in essence, the works of the flesh are what has been enumerated there. And what we are saying that these works of the flesh do not reflect holiness. But when you look at the converse of the works of the flesh, the opposite, which is the fruit of the Spirit, then we discover that the fruit of the Spirit is a product of holy living. That it is a manifestation of living right in Christ Jesus. The fruit of the Spirit demonstrates the character or the personality of God, just as the gifts of the Spirit demonstrate the charisma or the power of God. And we see in Galatians 5, verse 22 and verse 23, the fruit of the Spirit highlighted. Let's look at them. So, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. We should note here that I said, but the fruit of the Spirit. It didn't say the fruits of the Spirit. So that means all these elements of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, none of them, they are elements or components of the fruit of the Spirit. So anyone manifesting the fruit of the Spirit, in essence, manifests the nine components, the nine elements. So it is clear, therefore, that holy living becomes evident by the fruit we bear as believers. Matthew chapter 7, verse 16 says, You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? The question then arises, is it possible to live in holiness? Is holy living possible? People often ask that question. Whether it is possible to live a holy life, especially in today's world where there is, I mean, where it is becoming difficult day by day to walk in the path of righteousness. Is it possible to be holy? Why is God asking us to live holy? That's if it is impossible. Is he asking us to do the impossible when he says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 3, that his commandments are not burdensome, his commandments are not grievous? You know, 1 John 5, 3. says, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. And there are numerous commands and instructions in the Bible for us to live holy, to live perfect. Like Matthew chapter 5, verse 48, says, Therefore you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 15 and 16, But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, Pursue peace with all people, and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. 
And in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 8 there, So let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider a robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a born servant and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. The Bible says there that let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. For you to live a holy life, for you to live a life pleasing unto God, you must have the mindset of Jesus Christ. The mind that made him to be humble, to be submissive to the Father, to be obedient to the voice of the Father. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, the Bible says, I say, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. You and I, believers, as long as we're in Christ Jesus, the Bible says we have the mind of Christ. And we need that mind of Christ. We're going to live holy in this life. So in essence, what we're saying is that it's possible to live a holy life. That's what God has enjoined us to live holy. But then, living holy is not by your power, it's not by your spirit, but by your mind, but by the Spirit of God, by the Holy Spirit. We can only live in holiness by the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit. This is one of the reasons the baptism of the Holy Spirit is essential for every believer. The power to live a holy life comes by the power of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit who gives us the ability and motivation to live holy. Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 and 17. Say, I say then, walk in the Spirit. And you shall not fulfill the lust of your flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So that you do not do the things that you wish. What is he saying? You need to walk in the spirit if you're going to walk in holiness. You need to walk in the spirit if you're going to fulfill, you know, what God expects of you to live a holy life. Because that's the only way that you can overcome the tendency to fulfill the loss of the flesh. So because the flesh and the spirit, they are loggerheads to one another. They are loggerheads. They, I mean, they are contrary to each other. You are either walking in the spirit or you are fulfilling the loss of the flesh. So to avoid fulfilling the loss of the flesh, you must walk in the spirit. And that's the only way you can live a holy life. So how then do we live holy? Now he said this is accomplished by allowing the Holy Spirit to operate fully in our lives. And this involves the Holy Spirit interacting with us at what I call three levels or three dimensions. The Holy Spirit has to interact with us at these three levels for us to be able to walk in holiness. Number one, the new birth by the Holy Spirit. We must be born again. You must be born of the Spirit of God for you to walk in holiness. Because your being born again signifies the Holy Spirit is in you. You remember John chapter 3, verse 3? The night visitor who came to Jesus, Nicodemus, a member of the Sanhedrin, asked Jesus, how do I obtain, I mean, how can I enter into the kingdom of God? And Jesus simply told him, in, verse, in John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless, you, uh, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So there is need for the new birth in Christ Jesus by the Holy Spirit. 
and that makes the Holy Spirit to be in you. Number two, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You must be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit gives you, I mean, signifies the Holy Spirit on you. The Spirit comes on you when you are born, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. The Spirit comes on you. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Number three is walking in the Spirit. This is yielding to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And this signifies the Holy Spirit with you. And that's Galatians chapter 5 verse 16. Say, I say then, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So we can see here, being born again, the Spirit comes in you. Baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit comes upon you. And walking in the Spirit, the Spirit comes, I mean, besides you, is with you. Hallelujah. And what are the blessings of holiness? Is there any blessing or reward in living holy? Definitely there is. Because First Timothy chapter 6, verse 6 tells us that now godliness with contentment is great gain. It's great gain, great profit, great reward. There are blessings and reward for living holy. If we look at, the, at our text again, Romans chapter 6, verse 22, we can pick out some of the blessings there. Let's look at that Romans 6, 22 once again. So, but now, having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. You can see there, being set free from sin. You can see becoming slaves of God. You can see have your fruit to holiness. And you can see the end is everlasting life. So number one blessing of holy living is deliverance from sin. This includes deliverance from the consequences of sin. What I call the siblings of sin. And these are sickness, infirmities, afflictions, depravities, death. Name them. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. Say, Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law, having become a cause for us, for it is written, cause is everyone who hangs on a tree. So you're delivered from sin. Number two, slaves of God. This makes you submit, you become a slave of God. Then, then you ask me, how does that, how is that a blessing? Well, it makes you submissive and obedient to God. God becomes your master, and when he becomes your master, he begins to guide you, begins to instruct you, and you obey you see, we enjoy God's favor when we are submissive to Him, when He instructs us and we obey Him. Our submission brings resistance to the devil who flees from us. Because that's what James chapter 4, verse 7 says. He said, Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So you're becoming a slave of God, God becomes your master, you begin to submit to Him, begin to take His instructions, you begin to obey Him. And that brings a resistance to the devil and he flees from you. Hallelujah. That's a blessing. Number three, righteous fruit. The fruit of the Spirit becomes evident as you live in holiness. The benefit of being God's slave, like we mentioned earlier, is that you become sanctified hmm? as you submit to God. The sanctification that comes by being God's. Um, by being submissive to God. 1 John chapter 3, verse 9 says, Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. So you begin to re- live righteously. You begin to manifest the gifts 
you know, the, the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, self-control and all that. And it becomes evident in your life. Number four, blessing, eternal life. This is what it was referred to there as everlasting life, which is the ultimate benefit or reward of holy living. It's eternal life also. It's called eternal life. And eternal life simply means a life of God, which is the quality or character of the believer's new existence in Christ. And it's an unending character. This comes only to those who make a total commitment to Jesus. In John chapter 7, verse 3, the Bible says, And this is eternal life, that they may know you the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Number five, blessing, I say, seeing God. Holy living grants an individual the privilege of seeing God. When you live in holiness, you will see God. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Say, pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. And number six, fulfilling life. You have a fulfilling, you know, a life of fulfillment. Holy living grants one a fulfilling life. There's fulfillment, not just now and here, but also later in the hereafter. Just like First Timothy chapter 4, verse 8 says, it says, For bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is, and of that which is to come. Hallelujah. And then number seven, God's favor. When you live in holiness, when you, I mean, embrace holy living, you enjoy God's favor. His favor comes into your life. Having been set apart for his use and for his service. Psalm 5 verse 12. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with a shield. Beloved, there is great reward in living holy, in living pure, in living a life of righteousness. And as you walk with the Lord and serve him, I don't want you to lose sight of Psalm 96 verse 9. What does Psalm 96 verse 9 say? Say, oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Let's begin to learn to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Holiness is beautiful. Let's embrace it. And right now, I'm calling out to you. Perhaps you have not, you have not yet known the Lord as your Lord and Savior. This is an opportunity to know him because there's no way you can live a holy life without knowing Jesus, without having fellowship with Jesus. Because it's when you have fellowship with Jesus that the Spirit will begin to help you to live holy. So I'm making the invitation to you right now. And if you're willing and you want to accept that invitation, which I'm imploring you to do, just repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come before you today confessing and repenting of my sins. Lord, forgive me, cleanse me, and give me a new lease of life. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. Empower me by your Spirit to live for you. Satan, I renounce you and all your works in my life. I choose to live for Jesus from today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for my brethren who have taken that bold decision today to accept Jesus 
into their hearts as your Lord and Savior. You say, whoever comes unto you, you will not cast away. I know, Lord, you have accepted them. And as you've accepted them today, O Lord God, I ask that you fill them with your spirit. Let your spirit be in them. Let your spirit be upon them. Let your spirit be with them. That they begin to live in holiness unto you. That, Lord, their life will become pleasing unto you in the name of Jesus. I break every chain of bondage that the enemy has held them in. And I declare this moment, O Lord, that every alliance, every allegiance they have with the devil is broken this moment. And they are set free. Let them begin to live for you, Lord. And let your name be glorified in their lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved, as you've taken that decision, I want you to know that you have become a new creature in Christ. I want you to join a Bible-believing church and begin to fellowship with them and you begin to grow as you share, partake in the Word of God. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. So before we bring, I bring the podcast to a close, let's just say these prayers briefly and then we'll close the podcast. Our first prayer point says, My Father and my God, Fill me with your spirit. Let me walk in the spirit always and not fulfill the loss of the flesh. Shall we pray? My Father and my God, fill me with your spirit. Let me walk in the spirit always and not fulfill the loss of the flesh. Let me walk in your spirit, O oh Lord, perpetually, constantly, regularly, day by day, that I will not fulfill the loss of the flesh in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to pray against him, my Father and my God. Grant me the grace not to follow the multitude to commit sin. Let me always walk right with you. Prayer. My Father and my God, I pray this moment that you grant me the grace not to follow a multitude to commit sin. Let me always walk right with you. Let me not do something because others are doing it, Lord. But Father, let me walk right with you. In the name of Jesus, let me live holy unto you. Let me walk in righteousness with you all the days of my life. In the name of Jesus, that I will not join the multitude to commit sin. That I will walk right with you in Jesus' name. Amen. And finally, we're going to pray. Say, my Father and my God, let everything that I do in life be guided by your word and not by the world. Prayer. My Father and my God, I pray this moment that everything that I will do in life be guided by your word and not by the world. In the name of Jesus. That I will be guided, O Lord, by your word at all times, Lord, and not by the world. Let me be guided by your word. Let me be guided by your word. Let me be guided by your word, Lord, by your instructions, by your voice. I will be obedient to your voice. That I will be obedient to your word. That your word will determine my lifestyle, Lord, in the name of Jesus. The world will not determine my lifestyle. I will not be as others. I will be the way you want me to be. I will not do what the world is doing. I will do what your word wants me to do in the name of Jesus. Help me, Father. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you and bless your name once again for this podcast. We appreciate you for your word that's gone out unto every listener today, Lord. Thank you because your desire is for us to live in holiness unto you. You said we should be holy. As you, the Lord God, who are called us, you are 
holy. Father, I receive for my brethren, my listeners, and for myself, O Lord God, the grace to live in holiness unto you. The Lord, we will abide by your word. We will be guided by your word, not by the world. In the name of Jesus, pray for my brethren, O Lord God, that every moment of their day, they will be instructed by your word. They will be guided by your word. They will not join multitudes in committing sin. They will not do a thing because others are doing it. But whatever they do, O Lord God, will be because your word instructs that they do it. In the name of Jesus, they will follow your word and not the world. They will abide by your word and not by the dictates of the world. In the name of Jesus. And Father, the blessings of holiness. I ask, O Lord God, that it be the portion of every one of my listeners, O Lord God, that as they walk in holiness by your Spirit, O Lord, you will bless them. As they walk in the Spirit and refuse to fulfill the lust of the flesh, you will bless them. And it shall be well with them. Thank you, Father. This week, prosper your people. Bless them, O Lord God. Pray over you. You're going out. You're coming in. The angels of the Lord will watch over you. It shall be well with you. Favor will locate you everywhere you go. Favor will locate you everywhere you are. In the name of Jesus. Because you're going to walk in holiness throughout this week and all the days of your life. You will enjoy the goodness of the Lord. You will enjoy the favor of the Lord. You will enjoy the blessings of the Lord. And you will become a beacon for others to know Jesus. You will become an example to believers. Men will love Jesus because of you. Men will love Jesus because of your life. Men will love Jesus because of your living in righteousness and in holiness. So it shall be. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We bless and we honor you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you once again for being part of today's podcast. Remain blessed and rapturable. Believe you've been blessed by today's message. For inquiries and further spiritual help, you can reach Dr. Charles Abiodu on... Plus two three four eight zero nine six two three seven three zero zero. Plus two three four eight zero nine six two three seven three zero zero. Or you can send an email to World Explorers Ministry at gmail.com. Till we come your way again next week, remain blessed and rapturable.